EU Futures Podcast, a project of the Center for the Study of Europe at Boston University. Welcome to the EU Future Podcast, exploring the emerging future in Europe. I am Sandra Porcar, a visiting researcher at the Boston University Center for the Study of Europe, and today, March 6, I am with Professor Jacqueline Kramer, a strategic advisor of the Utrecht Sustainability Institute in charge of the Circular Economy Activities for the Amsterdam Economic Board. She has also worked as a politician and as a member of different national and international advisory boards. My name is Jacqueline Kramer, I'm from the Netherlands. I'm professor of sustainable innovation at Utrecht University and uh, in the past I was minister of housing, spatial planning and the environment in 2007 to 2010 and before that I was a consultant in industry on sustainability. Mm -hmm. uh, what is the future that is emerging now in Europe? Well, um, in my view, we are at a crossroad uh, at the moment in Europe because we have to rethink how we will cooperate in the future. And uh, there are many possibilities. And uh, what is interesting to know, probably uh, other people also stated that, but uh, Juncker, the chairman of the European Commission, recently formulated five different scenarios which uh, show which possibilities there are for our future in Europe. And I like that because it gives people an opportunity to think also about uh, the future they like. And the, the five possibilities are, in the first place, just go on like we are doing now. The second one is uh, to um, actually focus on single markets instead of a common market. The third possibility is uh, to uh, do uh, things together, uh, and, but uh, uh, more efficiently, uh, and not all the things. But, uh, and the fourth is that we can do uh, more and uh, also then uh, those who want to do that, well, let's uh, ask them to do it and leave the others out. And the last possibility is to do more together with all the uh, EU member states. So uh, it is actually um, a possibility to uh, differentiate uh, and uh, also to see whether there are, are uh, combinations possible yeah. <laughs> between uh, countries that do want to do more together while others say, well, leave us out. That, and I uh, like that personally. I think that there are a number of issues that we uh, have to uh, take up jointly. Uh, for instance, trade, but also the refugee problem, the climate change uh, issues, uh, the uh, problems uh, also of defense. But there are questions that you think, well, why should we all be in the same uh, boat we can also say we have separate pathways and uh, work together with some countries that have a similar vision on particular issues and uh, ask the others not to join but to uh, perhaps uh, come on board later. Mm -hmm. For instance, I'm very much involved in the circular economy and waste management and bringing waste management to resource management. 
Well, some of the EU countries are uh, in a phase uh, where uh, waste management is already an, an enormous challenge. Um, in the Netherlands, we uh, have a, a, a long-time experience in, in tackling this problem, so we want to move on to the next stage, namely to circular economy and uh, resource management, and uh, also uh, uh, reusing products uh, in order to bring them back uh, in uh, the cycle and not just throw all the products away after one-time use. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, there are topics that are, for me, also interesting, uh, which uh, actually uh, uh, will be hampered if all have to uh, be in the same uh, speed uh, following us. So I prefer then a situation where uh, the front runners just go ahead and see whether the others want to join later on. Mm -hmm. But the other uh, possibilities are also that, uh, that uh, European countries uh, want to stress certain points and that we uh, just lean back and say, okay, if you like to do that, uh, we are not uh, inclined to join that gives room for differentiation, which is in this stage very important. Mm -hmm. okay. Considering um, that one of the characteristics of democracy is precisely the openness to the future, how do you see, um, how would you assess the current situation of democracy in Europe? Yes, well, um, keep, an op keep open all the uh, possibilities and, f and different futures and choices. Uh, is key uh, when you talk about democracy. So that's not the issue. But the problem nowadays is that there are so many changes taking place that people uh, can't oversee the consequences. And uh, they get uh, a, a, a little bit afraid about uh, how they and their children and grandchildren will live uh, in uh, the future they don't know. So they want to have more clarity and certainty uh, about the choices we are going to make. But it is in contradiction with the, the principle of democracy. The other uh, uh, issue is the, uh, the topic of uh, the EU uh, as a body uh, in, in Europe. Uh, what uh, we experience is that the people uh, don't uh, feel connected to what is happening in Brussels. And uh, they don't have the idea that what has been decided and will be decided uh, in Brussels really uh, is good for them and that it ha will have a positive impact. They uh, really don't see actually what's happening there. And that is a pity. So there, there is no clear uh, connection and no feeling of uh, community. <laughs> in that sense. Mm -hmm. um, um, having this disconnect, um, how would you address uh, the issue? How would you make citizens to be more involved in the um, political life? Well, it's uh, two ways. Uh, the the uh, people in Brussels should m be more connected to uh, the people in their own country, but in Europe as a whole. And uh, the themes they address 
they need to spell out more precisely in terms of what is in it for uh, the people in, in Europe. And uh, sometimes the discussions are so bureaucratic and so technical that people uh, don't see the consequences. And when they uh, experience the consequences, then it's already far too late. Uh, because then we can't turn it around anymore. So, and, and uh, there, there is this disconnect that needs to be solved by bringing the issues that are dealt with in uh, Brussels more to the people and uh, being more explicit uh, and uh, be more concrete about what a different future or different scenario means. And uh, let also the people themselves uh, respond, not only a one-way traffic of we are going to tell you what the world will be uh, for you, but what is the world for you for Brussels. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so uh, there must be a, a, an interaction, and there is no uh, clear interaction at the moment. P uh, the, the people try uh, also in Brussels, but uh, and also the Parliament. But uh, I uh, know from the time that I was minister how hard it is to uh, communicate what we decided in in Brussels. Um, and the media can play a very very important role as well, and mm -hmm. not uh, stressing the points of difference, but also the the way forward. What are we doing to improve the situation in uh, in Europe? Mm -hmm. Most of the time, uh, the, the, the media are inclined to stress when there is uh, a problem or um, a, uh, a dispute or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it would also be good to pay more attention to, well, uh, what did we actually do to come to an agreement on climate change, for instance? Why uh, one of the worst uh, financial and economic crises uh, of the last century is lighting up of uh, populism and extreme right-wing governments in Europe? Well, yeah, I wouldn't call it uh, right-wing because it's uh, actually a mixture of everything what is happening, uh, but I would say more nationalistic. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, we don't know yet what the consequences will be because we have elections uh, this year, uh, which will be quite... Uh, um, well, important for our future, both in the Netherlands, in France, and in Germany. Um, and uh, in my view, nationalism as such is not the big problem, but the combination uh, when it also uh, becomes uh, an, uh, an, uh, a threat to uh, democracy is uh, when it becomes an uh, a situation where leaders become authoritarian and oppressive uh, in the sense that uh, we uh, do not uh, control anymore our own will but will be imposed upon us. And then you uh, have to be very careful about our future because then uh, we uh, combine nationalism with other uh, um, dangerous uh, elements uh, and uh, that's the direction I really fear 
uh, and many people fear. And then they refer to uh, the, the 20s and the 30s of the previous century. And uh, of course, uh, we learned from that time, but uh, the history also uh, teaches us that uh, uh, some uh, things we learned, we repeat uh, uh, nevertheless. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, uh, democracy uh, is key of uh, European uh, culture and uh, should be uh, nourished all the time in order to show what the enormous merits are of our uh, democracy. Mm -hmm. And is there any concrete way on how you would address the rise of nationalism in Europe? Well, it has to do with the uncertainty I explained before people have the feeling that uh, politicians don't listen to their problems and uh, that uh, the distance between them and those who rule uh, is too large and they uh, want to express their view or, and their uh, fear. And you see nowadays that there is quite a division in uh, population in the population in, in many of the countries between those who who have and those who have not and the divide is a potential um, trigger for all kinds of nationalistic uh, feelings and uh, also uh, of uh, populist v uh, movements that uh, want to show we the people rule the world not you um, because you have to listen to us and of course politicians uh, uh, try to listen. I, I know that from my own time uh, th that uh, it's uh, key to uh, be uh, in tune with the, the, your uh, own uh, uh, party uh, and the people who join you. But uh, in some cases people uh, have the feeling that they um, uh, are not heard and that they have to shout in order to be heard. And especially also in a world which becomes more global and uh, they, they see that we are losing in terms of competition and economic welfare. Uh, then they fear that the global world is taking over uh, the national uh, identity uh, and also the national proud. Uh, so it is both socio-economic uh, and uh, cultural divide which makes people uh, well, uh, provoke uh, the politicians uh, to do a better job. Mm -hmm. And yeah, uh, my feeling is if you don't deal with this problem, uh, we really get clashes in society. So um, uh, take uh, the voice of the people very seriously, although it's not easy to find the answers because politicians don't know the answers to the, all the uncertainties either, but they have to lead the way better than they do now. Mm -hmm. um, we've talked about many things. I don't know if you want to talk about any specific uh, topic uh, maybe in your country in the Netherlands? That 
Well, uh, the Netherlands is a particular country in the sense that we have a political system uh, which is quite balanced. Uh, we have a consultative economy, our polar model, in which we always start to reach consensus between different groups in society, uh, which also gives our society stability in the sense that we always have to deal with each, with each other, otherwise we uh, can't uh, uh, take decisions. Um, so uh, although we also have a populist movement, uh, especially of one party, uh, there are uh, too many other parties to uh, be overruled by one party. And uh, in the case of, uh, well, differences of opinion, it is nice to have such a system because then it's not right away completely out of balance. Uh, then it's not choosing for the one or the other. It's, it, you can choose all, all kinds of parties in between all the, the polarized uh, positions. Mm -hmm. So that's a good thing of our country, in my uh, view. Hmm. Um, is there anything that uh, you want to talk about, maybe uh, related to the circular economy or something um, like your expertise? Well, what is important also is um, the voice of the people, also in the debate about sustainability and climate change. Um, it is very important to involve the public uh, in my view, mainly by collective actions, not by uh, saying to the people you should, but to involve them, inspire them, and see that the future is a better future when we become more sustainable, for instance. Um, but uh, people are uh, wise enough not j j just to take it for granted what you say, but they, therefore you need to uh, uh, translate uh, sustainability in, in a language which is close to their heart and also that makes sense for themselves and that they see that there is also something in it for them and not only for politicians somewhere far away from themselves. So uh, my uh, approach to, for instance, circular economy, uh, bringing all the raw materials uh, and products back into the cycle as, as uh, uh, high in, in, in the value chain as possible, uh, th that is uh, an, an uh, approach where you need the involvement of people, besides, of course, government and uh, industry in order to make the change possible, because it is about com sustainable production and consumption. So it is quite an, 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 a challenge to come up with these new, more inclusive strategies uh, in order to move to a um, real circular economy. It's, uh, it's an enormous transition, just like uh, the, the climate change uh, issue is an enormous transition. Are there any initiatives uh, that uh, that uh, can make an example in order to kind of change the mindset? On, uh, yeah, I have many examples. There are, for instance, uh, social housing corporations that are very active in uh, greening uh, their uh, housing uh, facilities. And uh, they do that together with the uh, tenants 
and uh, they show the tenants and uh, also ha have a dialogue with the tenants about improvement of the um, accommodation comfort but also uh, the uh, uh, total cost of living which uh, should not increase for the tenants and if they can show that it is actually a mixture and it's not only the environment that we are after but a, a better living then people are more inclined to join and that's an example uh, in the Netherlands where the social housing corporations are very active to help uh, to make the change uh, together. Uh, other examples are, for instance, what I did as a uh, minister myself. Uh, in, we uh, organized climate street uh, campaigns. Uh, in one year time, streets in the Netherlands could compete who is doing the best job on uh, improving the energy efficiency of the homes uh, in the specific street. And uh, it became a kind of movement uh, uh, young and old people and all kinds of people uh, joined and helped each other in the street to improve the energy efficiency. And the one who won uh, in a specific year uh, got a, actually a small prize, a party and a visit of the minister. In, in my case, uh, it was me. And I was so impressed by the, the energy that was uh, elicited uh, through this kind of simple uh, uh, campaign. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, there are many ways to make it also uh, joyful and, uh, and uh, uh, a pleasure to, to do that kind of things instead of, oh, it's a burden, this is difficult. And, you understand this? So that, that's why I always look for inspiration and moving ahead together instead of pushing all kinds of ideas on people that are not inclined to listen to you if you are just somewhere far away. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you very much. I don't know if you have anything else to add. Well, um, I like to uh, express the kind of future that uh, I like to see in Europe. Mm -hmm. as, a, as a final remark, well, for me, uh, it, it is uh, a future in which our diversity in culture becomes our strength. And uh, when we are able to unite in diversity, uh, we uh, can be so, uh, st well, strong together. Uh, and uh, th the main uh, challenge, therefore, for is to find a proper balance between our national identity and um, ambition and our common European values of democracy and uh, of the social-political stability that uh, we really need to nourish. Thank you very much for your time. It's a pleasure.
You've been listening to the EU Futures Podcast, a project of the Center for the Study of Europe at Boston University, funded by a Getting to Know Europe grant from the European Commission delegation in Washington, D.C.